now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Today on the show... Uh, Dumbledore is so gay. I talked to Robert Holtham about his new play. Uh, and the lovely Jake Shears. And he spoke to him at Bristol Pride before he closed the show in style. Uh, all that and a lot more today right here on Shout Out. Yay! <laughs> well done, Terry. Thank you. Well done for starting the show. <laughs> so at least we know if the station computer ever crashes again, Terry can still save us. Still sing the genius. I think we have done that, haven't we? Yeah, it has happened. Computers, long, long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, uh, well, a couple of times the computers have crashed and we've had to ad lib. Yeah. Wow. Um, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. All the, wow. And we did right. that okay? We did it all right, I think. I think we carried the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do we do? La 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 la. <laughs> Dancing, recipes. <laughs> painting, painting my numbers. So, hello, Tara. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Excuse Terry coughing in your ear I there. Do. So. Right, <laughs> so I do. Turn you away from the mic. You've got the most sensitive microphone in the studio, and you got typical. <laughs> well, I've got a frog in my throat. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, get him out. Get him out. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. So. Don't want too much in your throat all at once. And <laughs> now, now. <laughs> <laughs> now, sad news from Ireland. Yes. I was really yes. shocked to see that Sinead O'Connor had passed away. Yeah. Um, that came on the, the news channel I was watching last night. Yeah. And, uh, got, got her song in the show later on. Yeah. So. She started on the streets of Dublin. Did yeah. you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sort of busking. Yeah. 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 And uh, 1987 was her debut album, The Lion and the Cobra. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she had that track Mandinka. That was her first mm. uh, kind of foray into the charts. But she's best known, I suppose, for Nothing Compares to You, the yeah. epic yeah. cover version of a Prince track. Yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. That, yeah, was. that video was quite... Yeah, it, it was out there, wasn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. So, and she, she very sadly lost her son, didn't she? Yeah, he, she um, did. He, yeah. He, yeah, a few he, years back. He took his own life, sadly. Um, yeah. And I don't think she ever recovered from it. From what I, I don't think so either. Yeah. She said some quite, um, some really, really passionate, sad stuff that they were one soul. And uh, like you say, she probably never got over it. Bless it, her. It's not natural for kids to die before their parents. It's just, no. It's just such a hard thing. You expect yeah. you to be, you know, you expect your kids to bury you. That's the order, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. But uh, yeah, no, um, we have got a song in the show uh, later, and, and I did pick the classic one, I think, compared to you. So um, apologies right, yeah. if you're listening on the podcast because obviously you don't get the music. Uh, but, uh, and she donated a lot of money to LGBT. I was going to say yeah. a firm ally, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Black Lives Matter as well. Oh, she okay. was a great supporter of Black Lives Matter. Mm. Yeah. And she got so, banned from America. So. 
Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could be banned from America. <laughs> See, you're at the top of your game. Banned from the US. Yeah, I was going to say, that's wow. what you want. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Finally made it. You still. <laughs> so, and someone else, is it, was it over in Malaysia? Yeah, made a big LGBT statement. Yeah. Um, Matty Healy from the 1975. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the LGBT scene over there has actually had a bit of a. They've backlash at him, yeah. saying, you know, we yeah, appreciate yeah. the sentiment, but, but with our culture you've not done us a favour you've made it worse they're very, they're very concerned down. yeah that there'll be a backlash and that ordinary LGBT plus people in Malaysia will suffer yeah yeah, so it's, it's a difficult one, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, because some people obviously have come out in favour of, of the action that he took, but other people, yeah, more concerned. Yeah, so another news. It sounded as you had, if you're listening on BCFM and just heard the news, you'd have heard it there as well. Um, um, hottest July on record. You yes. know, saying that if we don't do something about it, that 40 degree heat we had last year will be cold on our fridge. Yeah, I'm like who. They're also um, saying that the Atlantic circulation is starting to slow as well. The melting ice is pushing it further south. And the jet stream's going to be gone by 2025. The world's falling apart. Yeah. Well, shout out still beer. (laughs) (laughs) Broadcasting on the old-fashioned CB radio (laughs) when everybody else goes off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, welcome to Shout Out from the Wilderness that once was. Yeah. Well, I've got me non-powered um, Zimmer Have frame, you? so another five years I'll be having an electric one, yes. so I'll be able to get around a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe it's worth investing in CB radios, because a lot of these, they call them preppers yeah. in the United States, these sort of survivalists. And you we often hear them here as well, you know. Preppers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, yeah, culture, and they, they, you know, they, they have their CB radio sets because they think that you know the telecommunications network will fail hmm. at some point. Well, technically it, go, it go would. Wrong. Yeah. yeah, well, of course it would. Good I mean, place you, to be is right you, here. If you think that um, last year in that 40 degree heat, mm. um, they struggled to keep the data centres in the UK going because they're just so not used to that. Oh, right. Yes, because okay. computers um, work better in cold temperatures, don't they? Yeah, because they like, produce a lot of heat. Yeah. They've been trailing them in the sea, haven't they? They Make did, yeah. They've, they've now stopped that. Have they, they stopped brought it? it back up. But what they are doing is um, they're investing in places like Iceland and Greenland that are naturally cold oh, okay. um, and putting them there so rather than spending even more money on air conditioning yeah. and sticking them in Arizona or somewhere hot they're, they're actually thinking about it and sticking them in cold places but mm. yeah it does it does does still all contribute unfortunately oh, dear. So. yes state of the world state yeah. of the it's world. a complexity isn't it I mean you think almost so much now relies on the internet if, if it goes down it would it would feel apocalyptic it you know, would it wouldn't Life without the internet. Yeah, I, I lived mean, in a life without the internet. Well, me too. <laughs> and the mobile phone. Yeah, but, but you, yes. but you said like, you think like all your banking and everything, and every, every everything you do at some point goes through what? the internet. I mean, even people listening to this um, are listening thanks but, to but the internet. Wasn't the internet created? Now you correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but but it was created by the Americans because. They, they feared nuclear war with Russia, you know, during the 1980s. Mm. And it was created so that there was no one centralised place. It would still survive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That one city could be destroyed, but other places would still have their yeah. network. Is that correct? It, 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 almost. It? The, the predecessor to what we now call the internet was right. that, yeah. And if, if you think back to that kind of time, I mean, people 
people of a certain age will remember the old-fashioned green screen terminals that you used to see. Um, they, they were very, ironically, we're going backwards to it again now because everything's up in the cloud and what your computer does is actually quite minimal now. But in the earlier days of computers, you would have a massive central processor and lots of dummy terminals that were cheap. So you spent a lot of money on the big thing in the middle and then you would hook into it and as time went on, that went down telephone lines and the like. But it meant if something took out that central computer everything went down so yeah. the americans quite cleverly went this is actually a real risk we need a network that doesn't rely on a central thing we need them to be able to be turned on and off and it not worry and they invented um tcp ip which is a protocol we use on the internet and it was originally tcp transmission control protocol um, but it, it basically is the bits that allows the internet to work of its own accord and you can take out computers because you can turn your computer off at home it doesn't make the internet go down um wow. and it lets led to that whole kind of thing um, and you know and, and we now have the internet as it is today yeah that's really interesting so we need we've got that we've got CB radio we're going to yeah. live in a bunker <laughs> under Steph's flat and we'll be with you no matter what with, with, with our what's it our gay kit our, um, with a gay starter kit, gay so starter anyone kit, can yeah. become gay in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> so, world. So, so if people forget, they, they can, can do that. So um, anyway, uh, we're going to have a song, um, and then uh, we'll come talk about Dumbledore. So, but this is new release, is it not? This one? It is. Yeah, it's a re-release, but it's been done by the lead from Musical Youth, who did the original of this. But obviously, they have to change the words because the original word was um, past the, the coochie. Is it? Um, which is Oh, this a, a called, cannabis it's, pipe it's called it's past the dutch you know, yeah exactly yeah. which is a dutch oven yeah right okay oh well have a listen to this the shout out podcast there you go i really like that <laughs> bit of drum and bass version yeah yeah dennis seaton is the guy from musical youth and along with right. emily b and um that's just been released and that was the first song uh, the original that is that was sung at G.A.Y. at Charing Cross mm. and it was uh, originally called Pass the Coochie yes it was indeed well, I and they changed it to Dutchie you could do now but um, yeah no I really like that I think that's mm. a really good version of it didn't you well, so, agreed, agreed anyway are you going to talk to me about Dumbledore being so gay I know, Ooh. right? Um, I, I, it's I not what you think, no. so have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish sometimes that somebody would just grasp Harry Potter and turn it just a little bit more gay? Well, it's absolutely happened. Robert Holtum has got pen on paper and rewritten a story that we all love around Harry, but tweaked it so there's a little bit of rainbow in there. Robert, welcome to Shout Out. Uh, thank you. Yeah, lovely to lovely to be here. Thank you. Right, let's go back to how you got into theatre. So, were you always like doing stuff, showing off, maybe in front of your parents or the family, school, just trying to get in all those plays? Absolutely. Like some of my my fondest memories as a little kid was bossing two of my friends around the living room as the director slash writer slash often lead role of the plays that I put on. And even when I tried to be humble and give myself a smaller part, it usually became the largest part anyway. So I've been loving theatre for a long time. And I came across some old, old photos. And at one point I had all these little puppets, kind of jester puppets and a king and a queen and a little stage for performing. 
them with. And that was just a joy. So this stuff's been in my blood for a long time. Mm. What about going into college and if you went to uni, did you get, did you follow that path of, of theatrics? Yeah, um, well, not originally. So when I was at uni, I studied philosophy and psychology, partly motivated by Hercule Poirot, who uses the little grey cells to solve murders. But my degree had nothing to do with criminology, sadly. But in between having to read so much stuff about psychology and philosophy and write loads of essays, I did do a bit of theatre, initially marketing, so putting up a lot of posters around, around the city. And then in 2009, I had my my only experience of directing and I put on Go Back for Murder by Agatha Christie at the old fire station in Oxford. And so that was when I was in my final, just at the start of my final year. And it wouldn't be until a little bit later on that I got into the writing. Right. Now let's go on to the, the play that you, you've just written. How long did that take you to write? Gosh, that's a good question because I originally started working on it at the start of 2019 and I, what I think was clear, well, what's clear for me now looking back is when I started it, I had something I wanted to say, but I didn't really know what the story was. So it was a long process of discovering what that story was. And then since then, over the years, every time it's been put on or I've had the chance to work with other theatre professionals on it, things have been changed, things have been tweaked as we've tried to ensure the story is as strong as possible. So it's been on a long journey and I think now when I write, I tend to know more the story I want to write and tell before I begin. But this was definitely an uh, exploratory story that I found with time the more I got into the script. Okay. So just give us a bit of background then. Not giving away too much because obviously you want people to rock up at the theatre and, and be astounded and amazed. So just give us the, the basics of, of the story. So Jack is a young gay guy. He starts out as 12 and he's living in the noughties. And in 2007, it's revealed that Dumbledore is gay. And Jack is over the moon because he is gay too. Although for him, it's a secret and he's not open with his parents. And there's a lot of homophobia around him at school. And as well as being a super Harry Potter fan, he's also falling in love with his best friend, Ollie, who is at school with him who's a footy guy and not particularly gay in the way Jack is. And it follows his life growing up, his adolescence from 12 to 18, as he goes on this journey. And he's also got his best friend Gemma there to support him, but also the ups and downs of adolescent life in the noughties, especially, you know, as a time I experienced when gay was a such a common pejorative adjective. And without giving too much away, Let's just say he gets the end of Act One and things haven't gone so well, but with a little bit of magic, maybe he gets another chance. So this is very much set in our world and he's a he's a Harry Potter fan and it's not of the Hogwarts world at all. So there aren't characters from the world of Hogwarts, but Harry, um, Jack is just a super Harry Potter fan. And I think his favorite, I think he likes all of them, but he's also, but he, he's, he has a house in the sense he does the online sorting hat test and get sorted into Hufflepuff, which he's really disappointed about. He wanted to be in Gryffindor, but he got into Hufflepuff. So with Dumbledore is so gay, you're going to laugh a lot. There's lots of jokes, lots of humour. There is some darkness too. We go to some of the darker places in Jack's life, but ultimately it's a hopeful play. And Jack gets to experience a lot and make change, exert agency in his life. And certainly audiences have been laughing a lot. A few people have cried. 
And you're going to be in the hands of an amazing creative team from the cast to the director to the set builder to everyone, light, sound, all of them. And it's going to be a magical 75 minutes. Have you done the test yourself? I have done the test myself. <laughs> and? And I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah, same here. I'm a Gryffindor. Oh, great. great. Like, I think, you know, I have mixed feelings around Gryffindor. Some of them can be a bit self-righteous, but they're also fun. They are good fun and they like to do good stuff. Yeah, indeed. Now, I imagined um, maybe wishing that there's some Quidditch going on and, you know, people on brooms flying around the stage and that. Um, so is there any connection with with Hogwarts uh, and the books um, in his imagination? Or is it just like you say, it's keeping it factual in this world? Yeah, so it's keeping it factual in this world. But I suppose we the script does explore Jack's relationship with his fandom. And obviously the huge change for him when he finds out Dumbledore is gay and what it then means to have a gay person in that world. So it certainly inspires him, but also his relationship changes slightly over time with that world. Um, and while there is a little bit of magic in, that's more an illusion to the Harry Potter world rather than Jack being a magician or, or a wizard with his own wand. As, as you yourself, how did you react when you found out Dumbledore was gay? Oh, so that's a great question. And... I'm not actually sure because I think, well, it was the year 2007 and I started uni then, and I think it was in autumn. So I imagine I was probably in Freshers' Week or around Freshers' Week, so probably too busy at the bottom of a Sambuca shop to really be paying too much attention to Dumbledore's sexuality and probably also stuck in the library reading lots of books. But I certainly remember it and I certainly remember being quite big. I remember a lot of people got quite annoyed because they were like, who's Dumbledore to be gay? But obviously, look, here we are. That's many years later, that's inspired this. So eventually it's it's made an impression on me. Right. Let's get back into to the now and the production's coming up. So before we get into any plans, um, where can people buy tickets? What are your social medias? Uh, all the important stuff that's that's around you and people getting in to see this this lovely play. Yes. So southwarkplayhouse.co.uk is the main place to find tickets. And I've just found out that if you phone the box office, if you're bringing a group, a larger group, if you phone the box office and you order 10 tickets, one of them will be free. Um, yeah. So a little cheeky bonus. And then our Instagram is D-I-S-G underscore play. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and uh, the, the date? Yes, the date. So we premiere on the 16th of August, which is, it's called the Pioneers premiere. So tickets are super cheap that night. And I think there are still some available. And then we have a six week run. So we go all the way until the 23rd of September, which is really Six crazy. weeks. Wow, Robert, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Our previous versions, we had a week at the Pleasance in 2021 and a week at the Vaults in 2020. So it's really exciting to have a longer run. And I do know we've sold out one of the nights, so so things are oh, going well. Our listeners better get a move on then. Yeah, I mean, you know, not just from a marketing perspective, but actually from a yes, you know, this might be one worth pre-booking. Yeah, indeed. And um, before we go, anything 
that you've got planned for for writing um, for your next play? Well, I've got a few things. So I'm also I also write fiction. Uh, I have written a murder mystery novel set in 1929. So it's still a working title yet, so I'm not sure yet. But my I've pitched it the detective as a young Poirot with same sex attractions. So imagine a young guy living in the 1920s who fancies other men. And whilst he's really keen to solve murders, he's also a criminal because he loves men. So he's also up against a system that wants to put him in prison whilst he wants to find the murderers. And this year I managed, I've got an agent for that, which is really exciting. So to be continued with that one. And then theatre wise, I'm working on other scripts. The one, one of the ones I'm currently working on is called Butt Play. So we'll see where that goes, but that's still at quite an early stage. Okay. Robert Holton, break a leg. Thank oh, you for being so in that <laughs> Thank you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, the lovely Gary Barlow. Gosh, had my microphone on there. Did you notice? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Gary Barlow fan? Yeah, he's yeah. alright. Yeah. That track I particularly like. Yeah. I like Gary Barlow. Despite it being very sad words. It's actually a really it's, sad um, song, but it's a really upbeat tempo, isn't it? Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> you call a bedpan bouncing on the days when you were on hospital radio, isn't it? Bedpan yeah. bouncing. I had loads of complaints from nurses <laughs> in the evening show, yeah. Because the patients would be up bouncing, and I told them. <laughs> I told them and reiterated again and again, move your bedpans from under the bed because when you're bouncing on the bed to this next track, it's going to spill. And it is. That's another vision I needed. Thank you very much. (laughs) Too much of a vision. With that, though, should we get some headlines? Why not? is Shoutout News, and with apologies to listeners that are listening after Friday, anti-fascist campaign network Hope Not Hate, which counters all the manifestations of the British hard right wing, from conspiracy theorists to more traditional Nazi types, is inviting all its supporters and the wider community to its Bradford Fun Day of Unity on Friday, the 28th of July, at Horseful Stadium on Cemetery Road. Festivities run from 11am to 3pm. There'll be rugby with the Bradford Bull cricket with the Bradford Park Avenue women's team and football with Park Avenue. On top of that, there will be a massively popular climbing wall, face painting, rollerblading and free bike repairs. Everything is free, but donations are welcome. The Guardian newspaper gives a documentary by lesbian and disabled comedian Rosie Jones a whopping four and a half stars out of five in its review of the recent programme she made for Channel 4 Television on disabled abuse online. During the programme, Rosie finds that tech giants actually thrive on supposed free speech, which in reality is often a fig leaf for hate groups because such nastiness drives up profits for the tech giants. The Guardian notes that one particularly heartbreaking scene saw Jones visit the parents of a disabled child called Lydia, who died a few years ago. Prior to Lydia's death, her parents received online ableist abuse concerning their efforts to fundraise for potentially life-saving surgery. 
These included messages from strangers that suggested they would be better off terminating their child's life rather than trying to save it. All they wanted was for their daughter to survive, Joan says tearfully, branding those who sent the messages as monsters. She's called for unity amongst disabled and non-disabled, gay, straight, black and white, to unite against hate on the internet. Now, LGBTQIA plus election watchers have expressed satisfaction at the results of the three by-elections that took place here in the UK on the 20th of July. Whilst most of the attention of the larger news channels such as the BBC and Sky was focused on the Conservative Party's woes, others noted that the far right had once again been roundly rejected by voters in all three seats, with fringe parties such as Reform UK, the Heritage Party and the Christian People's Alliance, all of which are anti-gay in their platforms, performing poorly on the night and losing their deposits, in fact, in all three of the contested seats. It underlined the fact that anti-trans and anti-gay politics are not the vote winner they might once have been. And staying with polls, despite the many fears of Spanish LGBTQIA people, feminists and other minorities, the general election in Spain last week did not bring about the far-right coalition many people had feared, at least not yet. The BBC News Channel reports that the centre-left Socialist Party polled much better than it had been predicted and that many voters had come out to support it, even in the scorching temperatures that have been experienced by Spain in recent weeks. The centre-right, with support from the extremist neo-fascist Vox party had hoped to form a simple coalition but even together these parties fell short of the seats needed to get legislation through parliament. For many LGBTQIA people a sigh of relief was breathed as Vox had campaigned on an explicitly far-right and anti-minority platform. One father of three who gave his name as Sergio told the BBC that many people he knew were anxious and angry that an extreme right party could end up in government. The coming weeks are likely now to see much negotiation as the wide variety of parties elected to Parliament discuss how to form a working government. In sports news, with the Women's World Cup in full effect and capturing the attention of people of all genders around the globe, the top lesbian magazine Diva has celebrated the LGBT plus women of football, past and present, bringing up names that are familiar, such as the brilliant player Megan Rapinoe, right through to names that should be of inspiration to women and football fans everywhere, names such as Lily Parr. Lily was a rugby and football player during the period from 1919 to 1951, a golden era of 32 years for her, during which she scored more than 900 goals. She was one of the first openly lesbian football players at the time, unwilling to hide her relationship with her partner Mary. She was the first woman inducted into the English Football Hall of Fame at the National Football Museum in 2002. Have a look at the excellent Diva magazine for the full list. And finally, in theological news, the neo-pagan religion of Antinous worship, which is followed by some gay and bisexual men, and which is a resurrected form of a second-century cult of male love proclaimed by the nearly exclusively homosexual Roman Emperor Hadrian, notes that the dog days are here. We still use this term to refer to the hottest part of summer during late July and early August. It refers to the rising in the sky of the bright star Sirius, known as the dog star. Sirius is a binary 
star system and lies in the constellation of Canis Major. In ancient civilizations, during the Egyptian and Roman ages, it rose during what is now July. But with the precession of the Earth, this event now occurs in very late July or early August. The rising of the dog star was vitally important to Bronze and Iron Age societies as it coincided with the flooding of the River Nile, which fertilised the land that was the breadbasket for the ancient world. The cult of Antinous notes, depending on where you are on our planet, you may see Sirius rising just before dawn as nighttime turns to daytime. During the daytime, you can look to the sun, symbolically that is, and never with the naked eye, and you can see our Antinous co-joined with Ra Heracite, Apollo Invictus, Mithras, Belenus, Balder, Huitzilopochtli, and countless other solar deities. For these news stories and more, we update our website every day. Do check us out. We're at shoutoutradio.lgbt. And for shoutout news, I've been Terry Starr. Shoutout news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, money on my mind. Uh, lovely Sam Smith. Who I believe identifies as a they them now. Yeah, absolutely. He's not binary. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they write songs in like five minutes or something, don't they? I, I know when they did the Bond song, they literally wrote it in like five minutes. And you listen to it, it's a full on proper Bond number. Mm. But they just sat down at the piano and played it and was done inside. Some people are very talented. Yeah. Yeah. They got uh, Elton John's like that, isn't Incredible talent. Yeah. yeah. And then there's other people twist and turn over weeks and months to try and yeah. get a song. song yeah. 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 That doesn't make them any less talented. No, 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 absolutely not. But it's just a different just, you know, way of people's yeah, mindsets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like that song. And I like them as well. I think they've got a lovely voice. So yeah. and, and done a lot for equality. We're wearing that giant rubber inflatable thing to one of the... Uh, it's causing a stir, isn't it? And it's causing conversation yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was compared to like something that happened in, in the like, noughties or something, where someone wore something very similar and was, was highly it, was acclaimed it, for it. Did Bowie do it to have a similar yeah. suit at one point? Yeah, yeah. That, was it, that was it. I think it actually so, yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, so it was only a cop. There was a lot of complaints by some of the anti queer brigade and yet Bowie did it and it was fine yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah anyway talking of talented um, we were very lucky enough to actually get Jake Shears to come talk to us at um, Bristol Pride but of course a lot of you were there um, and and listening to him um, on the stage so you didn't catch the interview so we thought we would uh, stick it in um, this week's show so you can have a listen so have a listen to this Um, hopefully we get to talk to Jake have um, I have a feeling we might have Jake come in now, actually, to be 100% honest yes, with you. Steph, coming around the corner right now. Just give us two seconds to get him on a microphone. I'm good. How are you? Let me put your mic up for you. Can you hear us all right? Yeah. Hello. Hi, all. Welcome to Shout Out. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Looking forward to the set later. Me too. It's not too far off. No, no. Um, and the weather's picked up for it as well. The weather's which picked is... up. The crowd looks amazing. 
Um, they're, they're, they seem to be having a blast. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just really excited to go out and play. I need to play a show tonight. I'm like, you know, it's been it's been one of those weeks, so it's going to feel really good to go out and sing. Has it been a well while since you last performed then, like your last gig? So you've... Uh, I've, been, I've been gigging a lot lately. I've oh, been right. gigging a lot lately. But, um, but yeah, no, tonight's going to be extra special. I was supposed to be playing here in uh, 2020, but yes. it got, it's been moved all the way over, over here now. So I'm so excited to finally be like I heard Bristol Pride was a really good time and no they, they weren't they weren't lying no no and we're gonna sound biased because we are from Bristol but genuinely everyone keeps coming and telling us that I think the Bristol crowd is one of the best that they performed amazing so. amazing well they seem like they're having a great time so I'm very excited so what what can we expect do you know do you know what 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 tracks you're doing yet uh yeah 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 I've got it you know it's, I've got uh new stuff off my new album last man dancing uh nice. I've got some older stuff I've got some solid gold stuff from Scissor Sisters so nice. yeah it's a, it's a great and the lineup I have is, is amazing my band is incredible yes and I've got Lots Snow White Trash on year. saxophone who's, in, who's, a, who's amazing she just performed at uh, the cabaret stage here at like 7.15 tonight and yeah, so it's it's my lineup is is, is awesome in my band. I'm but, really, did did I hear mention new 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 music? So new album on the yeah, there, no, it's, it came out a month ago. It's called oh, right. it's called Last Man Dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it came out, yeah, you got to check it out. Uh, <laughs> it's on Mute Records. You can get it at your local record store. Um, so so how, yeah. how how long did it take you to put an album together? Is it, this you... one this one has been five years since my last solo wow. record. So, but this one took about three years to make. The pandemic really kind of slowed stuff down a oh, bit, uh, of course, but. It made me take my take my sweet time on it and make something so I was especially of, proud of. I mean, to be fair, pretty much every song you've ever done, I think, is damn good. So if Thank you've you taken three much. years to do this one, you'll really like. I think you'll really like the album. <laughs> I think you'll really like it. I'm very proud of it. So are you in a kind of like gigging phase at the moment? Definitely, or do you kind yes. of like Do you stop to write or do you carry on gigging? I did write a couple songs a couple weeks ago, but for the most part, I've just been. it has been full tilt boogie. You know, the train has been rolling. I've been working. Did Glastonbury. It was amazing. Oh, yes. wow. yes. you know, so I think the weather held out just about there, too, oh, didn't God, it? It was so, so cool. Yeah. But it's been, it's been quite the summer. So, Oh, sorry. Hang on, Steph. There you go. It's Can I take you back to when you were a kid? Were you always into music? Was it always part of your blood and your soul? It was, but I didn't come from a super musical family. There wasn't a lot of music on in the house, but I was really into Dolly Parton. Wow. Oh, I loved Dolly Parton. Did I loved you hear Barbara the tribute Mantel. to earlier? She I, was amazing. I heard she was amazing. She was, was incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, I mean, it would be lovely to get the real Dolly Parton, but I, I don't know that she performs so much these days, does she? Yes. But I was, I was obsessed with her, and then, and then I went on to David Bowie when I was about eight. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with music. So was David Bowie part of your inspiration of your your songwriting? Bowie will always kind of be like the you know my my number one. Um, you know, I, I, I constantly, I'm always listening to him, and yeah, I've, all my life I've, I've, I've been very into Bowie. Wow, that's good to know. So, do, yeah. do they influence the type of music you write, even now, the, the tracks you listen to as a kid? I feel like I'm constantly just trying to recreate my childhood with, 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 with everything. I've got Jane Fonda on this new album, and like I was obsessed with Jane Fonda growing up. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, there's there's so many references to things that affected me in my development and all my music. I, I feel like I, for myself, I'm constantly going back to those years and pulling from it and recreating things and repurposing things. Cool. 
did you get a lot of uh, support from your family and that when you thought, right, this is what I want to do? That's what I'm going for. Yeah, I come from a very. My, my mom and dad were very supportive. I don't. I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing without them believing in me. You know, I'm so lucky. They're about to have their 50th wedding anniversary. My oh, father is wow. 95 this wow. year. Wow! So, happy anniversary yeah, to happy anniversary, parents. mom and dad. <laughs> Uh, well, I better get going and put my yeah, clothes yeah, thank on. You. And no, thank you for coming and talking to us. Thank you for having me. And um, have an amazing time. They're thank an amazing you. crowd. I'm yeah, sure I'm you'll love every minute excited. of it. So, uh, everyone, uh, Jay Shears, you'll hear him in a bit. Happy Pride. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. There you go, the lovely um, Sinead O'Connor, but nothing compares to you. So sadly, uh, we lost this week. Lovely song, that one. I've always liked that. It's actually. It's a, a super. Do you know what? We normally chatter, don't we, over the music? Mm. To, to ourselves in the studio. Everyone just sat here. Total and listen to that in total yeah. silence it's just because such it's a nice song amazing track yeah it is absolutely splendid yeah so now question for you what do you make of Twitter becoming X <laughs> <laughs> that's about says it all doesn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah. tumbleweed moment on, on shout out radio how to destroy no business. one has a comment well, have, you, have you seen some of what's happened around it I mean, because I mean, Elon Musk's been renowned for wanting to make something called X for a long time. He wanted to make PayPal called X.com. Yeah. And, and, and when, when he went to do that, the board of PayPal then threw him out the company. Oh, right. Did <laughs> so you that, see that, that he nicked that well. account? He did, the yeah. The X account. Yeah. Never did, didn't even ask Just took person. it away yeah. from the person who had the, the account at yeah. X. Oh, right. Yeah, nicked but, it. But they also, they went to rebrand the headquarters, take the Twitter sign down off, off the front, and they got all except for the ER of Twitter off the sign, by, by which time the police came along because the building owners had not been asked for permission to touch the front of the building um, oh. and stopped it. So at the moment, the building's just called... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it says it all really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it's changing from a tweet to a zeet, I guess you pronounce it, X-E-E-T. Would it be Zeet? Is that how we pronounce it? I don't know. He's <laughs> no. a lord too much to himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was even funny was even Channel 4 tweeted about it, um, saying, good luck, people still call our streaming, our streaming service 4OD. And we I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, people cling on to the old stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then you really have to be going some to, um, have, like, um, to get roasted by Sesame Street. Mm. Who put up a picture of their letter X saying <laughs> X will be holding a press conference later, <laughs> which I just thought was absolutely hilarious. So, and there's lots of people obviously mentioning the fact that X can sometimes be used as a, a letter to mean non-binary or or something like that. And of course, mm. I mean. Elon Musk has banned things like the word cis and cisgender yeah. and stuff. So there, there, there's all that kind of furore going on at the moment. I just, I just think it's absolutely hilarious. But is it not partly funded by the Saudis as well? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's some. Yeah, it's wiped off three yes. quarters of the vo- um, um, of the value of Twitter. 
since he took over. How long do you think it's got left before it just disappears? I was going to say, is this the beginning of the end for one of the most... Well, I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of hate on Twitter. Meta have launched theirs, haven't they? Threads. Threads. Mm. Which Um, is said to be a lot more queer-friendly, I understand. Yes. Yes, a lot lot more heavily moderated, because all Facebook, Meta stuff, obviously is, isn't it? So, um, you know, um, so the the, the hate speech is not there, which is good. Um, But then to make even more of a rival... um, um, TikTok have announced that they're allowing text messages oh, right to be then. sent. So all of a sudden, Twitter's gone from being this amazing, unique thing that the only rival really was, I think it's called Beidou over in um, in China, that just does China, yeah. um, to all of a sudden having all these rivals. As people have quite rightly pointed out, the letter X is actually copyrighted by about four different companies, inclu- <laughs> including Microsoft and, and, and the likes. So they're not going to sit back, and Meta, and then, so they're not going to sit back and just go, yeah, that's fine, you call your company by our... Things. I wonder why he doesn't think things. He's so arrogant, isn't mm. he? That he just thinks he can do what he likes. Do you don't think he's got a bit of maybe ADHD? The way he's in oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Well, there's certainly a narcissism yeah. going on there. Isn't <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I just find it because he didn't want. He, he kind of did an investigation into Twitter and then decided he didn't want it. Mm. And then Twitter threatened to sue him for so That's much right. money. Um, they kind of made him go through with it. And then yep. the first thing he did was fire the ball. Yeah. And, and yeah. you're like, why did you force him to go through with it? Because it's, all it's done is ruin well, Twitter. Yeah, but if you own it and you just sold it, well, you, you've taken your money and run. Let's be honest. Well, I, guess. I mean, that's why you run a business, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe. So, anyway, I just just thought I put something light towards the end of the show. <laughs> yes, because, you know we talk about so many serious things, and it's quite quite funny to watch someone who's supposedly so amazing at all these things really screw something up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got some um, news uh, courtesy of India Willoughby. This one, and uh, India has been on the show before. Um, between uh, three years ago and now, there've been one thousand stories per month on trans people in the British media how many positive 99.9 have been negative barely any written by trans journalists unbelievable and wait for this a YouGov poll YouGov yeah majority of women support self-identification for transgender people in spite of all those stories of yeah. hate that have been manipulated indeed. by the so, so British press. Love wins. Yeah. Every indeed. time. Indeed. Yeah. Let's hope so. And uh, there's a very good website that's now up, which is uh, the archive of Media Watch, which was Gay Times' column, run by the late Terry Sanderson back in the 1980s. And he documented the real homophobia around the time of Section 28 and the AIDS crisis. Mm. And uh, if you've got any doubts about how wicked the British press tabloid media are, then it's certainly worth reading yeah. his, yeah. his blogs that are all now available well, to have read. You noticed Unfortunately, like, homophobia is still there. There's a report yeah. recently. Transphobia, yeah. There's a report yeah. just come out today of two guys um, um, a little bit further up north um, 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 to us. I think it's up Manchester way, who um, just tried to get a decorator and it turned out that um, he, he refused because of his religious beliefs. Mm. Which you can't actually do, I don't believe. No. I'll go to court. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Um, a quick reminder, Shout Out is looking for more volunteers to join us. You don't need any experience, um, and there's volunteer positions available both on-air and off-air. If you're interested, get in touch via our socials or our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Next week, love her. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Say bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.
shout out. LGBT Radio for you.